0: Before we start, just a quick content warning. We get into uh, some more sexual content in nature, so some viewer discretion will be advised.
1: i would to put our tinfoil hats on. We're going to discuss conspiracies.
0: Do you have your tinfoil hat? I do. I got mine. I put it on. Second dick. Welcome everybody to a- another episode of your favorite pro wrestling podcast. This is Pro Wrestling Proverbs. I'm joined as always with our co-host Pepsi Diet Pepsi loving Logan. How are you doing, Logan? It's
1: me. Not good. How are you doing?
0: I'm 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 doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. A little tired.
1: We're a little but, better than Cody Rhodes. Heck. <laughs>
0: My my is still on the bone, fortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, being a DoorDash driver uh, isn't too strenuous. Uh, it hurts my thighs, you no, know, getting in and out of the car a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> we we make it work. Uh, but we, we had a we had a pretty good week, I'd say, as a as a podcast. We launched a Facebook page, and seemingly within. The first, like, 10 days or so, we are over a 1,000 followers, and I think we're at, don't quote me, I just had it up, and I didn't even look, like, 600 likes, I want to say.
1: Yeah, um, it's doing really well, which is funny, because this was, like, the last bit of social media that we talked about and wanted to do.
0: We we held out for a while.
1: Yeah, and this is by far the
0: best one. Logan did not want to do it. I feel like I just kind of just did it. I was like, Logan, we're going to make a Facebook. He was like, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess we can. And then uh, we have reached uh, 600,000 people. Uh, thanks to uh, one of the topics of today's podcast we'll get into later, uh, MJF. Uh, so yeah. MJF, thanks, us, Maxwell. Thanks popping us a rating. And uh, the second most reach we had was about Cody Rhodes, I believe. So two AEW guys that could be going to WWE, possibly? Is it a word? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Before we get to that, uh, we do have some even more uh, bigger news. Is that a word? Uh, Yeah. We're going to be doing our first giveaway now that we have so many people connected onto our socials. I feel feel like people would actually participate in it now instead of it going to uh, Logan's family member. (laughs) (laughs) so uh if you keep posted on our socials you'll get a link to a uh a surf giveaway link uh we're giving away a becky lynch funko pop not just any funko pop i know what you're saying funko pops are, are, are a little lame but they're not i know there's a lot of funko pop collectors out there yeah you got, you got two of them here on the call we're giving away a target target con 2022 limited edition exclusive uh, metallic becky 2 belts funko in mint condition oh uh, never been opened
1: uh, so yeah you, you know i was wondering um, how do i i, I mean how, how would someone uh, enter
0: uh, you would simply go to uh slash pw proverbs slash becky lynch funko i know that's a lot i know that's a lot uh but don't worry we'll make it easier for you all you have to do is go on to whatever social media you're already following us on uh in the description of this podcast there'll be a link to it as well uh then to enter you just simply follow uh one of the instructions it gives you uh you get these little entry token things tickets and the way you collect those is by following us on all of our social medias and you can get up to ten total uh, tickets or entries to the giveaway. Uh, so if you do all ten, you'll have the best odds of winning this uh, rare WWE Funko Pop that is vaulted, I believe. So, so I what,
1: what I, socials do I, I? I mean, the fans have to follow in order to be get be in this raffle.
0: Well, you you don't what you don't want to do if you're not following. Is go directly to the social and follow because then you won't be entered. You have to go, uh, you have to follow through the Join Surf website. Uh, okay. And then that, that includes our Twitter, our Facebook, our TikTok, our Instagram, and our YouTube. And if you refer a friend, you also get an extra entry into that as well. Uh, so, those of you who are listening, I implore you to go ahead. I want to mail this out. I ha- I'm tired of looking at her. She's been sitting on the desk behind me. I need to get her out of here. So please. Oh, in honor of her, you know, getting absolutely smacked the past couple weeks uh, on WWE television, this will take you back to a a better time in her career uh, when she pinned Becky Lynch and had a good grand old good two-month reign as double champ. And she... And she pinned who? Oh, Ronda Rousey. That's yeah. it. That's a Becky Lynch. Yep. <laughs> when Becky Lynch pinned Becky Lynch. Uh, so yep, that'll be posted. Uh, if this, when you're listening to this podcast, it has already been posted and ready to go. So you are already behind. Uh, the giveaway will go on for one week, uh, from posting. So it'll be posted on June eighth. So it will go until June fifteenth. Uh, so make sure you uh, get your entries in as soon as possible. <sighs> All right, you want to start the show now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, speak? Let's uh, let's start our. So what we're gonna do today? We're gonna have a a uh, little bit more of a fun episode. We've been kind of kind of heavy the past couple weeks. Yeah, uh, the Crispin Benoit stuff, and then we talked about like transphobia and homophobia. Uh, and last we posted
1: week. and then we posted videos on our YouTube channel, and we realized—well, I realized after that we recorded them—that every single person in the initial PW pro- or PW profiles is, uh, yeah, they're dead. Yeah. So, uh, so
0: we uh, speaking of PW PR profiles, the. A collection of those will be posted uh here this week as well so if you haven't listened on youtube or you want to listen to all of them again uh back to back to back they'll be posted in one long podcast episode for your uh enjoyment so like you
1: said everybody everybody that we did uh in those, in those videos <laughs> last was... week they're they're dead <laughs> It was, it was supposed to be AWA people and <laughs> legends, so kind of like, we're, we're kind of looking at this as, in a way, our Hall of Fame, our recognition, I guess, and, uh, yeah. you know, you have an AWA, you had the old school wrestlers, like, you know, just for instance, Bobo Brazil, and yeah, after we finished recording them, uh, that's, I looked at the list, <laughs> and because we were going to try and, you know, tweet at some people, you know, be like, hey, here's a video about you, can't do
0: that. Do they have any uh, living relatives that we can...
1: Uh... Uh, I tweeted at Michael Hayes for the Terry Gordy one. There you go. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, so, like I said, we're going to try to line it up a little bit because uh, I, as Logan knows, and as I'm about to tell all you guys, I'm a big uh, conspiracy theory guy. Uh, yeah. Not, not necessarily that I believe in them. I, it's quite absolutely the opposite i just love hearing them and seeing how far people will take them uh into trying to prove that they're right and even how delusional they seem so i feel i had this idea a couple uh, months ago uh before we started doing the christmas wall stuff uh, because you know there's a bunch of christmas wall conspiracies that we should do an episode about wrestling conspiracies so i kind of went down a rabbit hole uh we have a couple of Reddit threads that we're going to go through. I'm going to get Logan's opinion on them to see if, he, if it's something he believes in uh, that is probable, might have happened, or not possible at all. Uh, and,
1: and, I, and I will say before this, everything I say, uh, I'm going to try and just base it off of memory for what I know. So uh, for whatever reason, you know, I'm sure some of these conspiracy theories, unlike... PW profiles. Some people are probably still alive. Um, if I say something about you and it's not you know 100% true or maybe it's a rumor or it's a conspiracy <laughs> theory itself, my bad. Uh, but I'm just going to, like he said, he's going to shoot one at me and then I'm going to say why I think it's probable and not probable, You know, depending on who the wrestler is time frame all that fun
0: stuff yes and then we also have a list uh some of you uh may have read this before i i'm assuming from what i've heard this is actually a popular list um, i've never seen it before um but maybe so you have we're gonna go over the uh, angelfire.com uh list of 460 urban legends of professional wrestling compiled by user supreme uh logan picked out uh a couple that he wanted to go over we're not going to go over all of them unfortunately
1: um we're going to go over a couple of them
0: Uh, But i I,
1: I narrowed it down i don't know if you noticed this i just did counting it i narrowed it down to exactly 25 of them
0: wow we did not he did not intend that at all nope Uh, we left, we left out some of the more gruesome
1: ones and ones that don't really matter, that intriguing. You'll see a lot of stuff on these about Wrestler A let Wrestler B sleep with his wife, or Wrestler A defecated in Wrestler B's bag, <laughs> or Wrestler A did a lot of drugs or drank a lot of alcohol and went on a tear through the town... Those were the ones that we kind of left off. Or, oh, this wrestler, you know, we're not saying anything, but he was always seen with, you know, younger guys. Those we tried to leave out because a lot of it, you know, it's your hearsay. That's definitely how rumors were spread. And that's how a lot of times they try to get people out of a territory. You know, they go up to the boss because you figure a lot of times it was older white guys. So if you go up to a 60, 70, even 50-something-year-old white guy, hey, do you know Big Jim over there? He, uh, he sleeps with dudes. A lot of, <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of drugs and sleeps with guys. They're, They're going to kick him out the territory. Um, <laughs> or, oh, man, did you hear that Big Jim took a shit in, I don't know, Hulk Hogan's bag? And Vince will be like, Big Jim, you're fired. Without even question the ones
0: that the ones that I tried to focus on um they're interesting to say the least yeah yeah it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be you'll just have to see you'll have to see we, we out a couple of good ones uh but the first uh, conspiracy we're going to talk about is probably the most recent one and what has garnered us uh tiktok or facebook fame uh and that is mjf what the hell
1: is going on with mjf yeah. Uh, so, this is interesting to me because you always hear—I, I'm sure you can say it off the top of your head, but I never can—the Hulk Hogan tweet about working yourself into a shoot. You always, you always see shit about that, yeah. And I'm thinking, because I mean, you know, I try not to be an AEW hater. You obviously like AEW, but we can agree on one thing: Ponycon's a mark.
0: Yeah. He's, and I and, and <laughs> he I belongs I, behind th- <laughs> <he> <laughs> belongs behind the barricade with all the other marks.
1: Yeah, I, I think he worked himself into this.
0: Jabroni marks without a life that don't know it's a work when you work at work and work yourself yeah. into his shoot marks.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> dash i <H-H>. think, <laughs> I I'm thinking what happened. MJF obviously had his issues. And, and MJF as much as he wouldn't want to be called this I think he's kind of a mark too he knows a lot of you know he's used a lot of influence he's had a lot of wrestling influence in his character yeah. um, famously late 90s Brian Pillman pitched this idea to Eric Bischoff where he becomes a loose cannon gets quote unquote fired from WCW goes to ECW and potentially WWE and then he comes back well never came back not saying that wasn't the end goal Pillman did die Under WWE contract I don't think he ever wanted to come back I think he did it just to get out of WCW Because Bischoff was kind of a Mark II Now do I think MJF completely copied this? No Do I think that Tony Khan kind of pitched him something like it And was like, oh man I know you're angry at me Let's turn it into a story Okay boss And and then it's Hey we're going to give him a live mic they cut him off, and it went to black, and I know everyone on our video, oh, if this was real, it would have got cut earlier. Not really, because, again, if Tony Khan, you know, the mark that he is, wants people to watch, you're not going to cut him off until he really goes off the deep end, which, I mean, it was shortly after. That's when they cut his mic. Um, they sent CM Punk down. You don't yeah. know if... I, I don't know if that was them actually sending Punk or if Punk was like, "All right, I'm tired of this," and tried to be like the locker room leader. Oh yeah, I think I think it's a combo <laughs> of work and shoot. Um, I think no matter what, it helped MJF stock rise.
0: It's been it's been I... very interesting, like ever since that happened. Yeah, because uh, things that you can look at it both ways, like oh, they're they're just really going like deep into his work by removing him from the AEW roster page. Yeah. He's not in any more advertisements, but the thing is with the advertisements, is that didn't just, just like happen. That came from Time Warner, I think. Yeah. Time Warner issued that. So I don't know I, again, that could just be like another layer, like Tony reached out, was like, Hey can you put out this out? Uh, and make it look that more believable.
1: Or they worked Time Warner too. and if that's the case and it turns out that they did that Time Warner's gonna be pissed Uh, I I, I wouldn't go
0: I don't think I don't think they went that far I I think Time Warner would be in on it Um, and according to our boy Sean Rossap one of his contacts that he has that's close with MJF at first was like oh this is totally a work and then a couple days later reached back out and was like I'm not so sure anymore I think it's a work, but there's definitely something amiss here. I. The summarize, that's not exactly what you said. Uh, yeah. But, so something is up.
1: Uh, I think they d- d- gave him a live mic and expected him to, you know, do like a Paul Heyman style shoot where he keeps it reeled in. Yeah. Uh, he decided not to. Um,. There's just a lot with it. The big, the biggest thing that I take away from it is I guess some of the guys in the locker room are upset. Because, One, because how MJF spoke about AEW and Tony Khan and all that. Two, because if it is a work, I guess Tony Khan promised that he'd never work the boys. And he's working the boys. Yeah. Hmm. So either way, I, I don't think this is going to end up being a good look for Tony Khan. Um, Semi so and mean, Either A, you're you're gonna sit MJF on the proverbial bench until his contract's up, or B, you're working the boys that you said you weren't gonna work.
0: Hey, I I think the main goal is though, and I think he's willing to get the heat for it from the boys, uh, is that MJF's gonna be the biggest star in their company. Uh, yeah. Once this is uh, reaches fruition. Uh, which, who knows how long MJF's gonna be out. I don't, I I'll be surprised if we see him this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like they would have announced it by now. I'm gonna double check just in case I, they don't make me look like a fucking idiot real quick. Uh, but I think the I, best and, thing they should do is keep him off TV for a while. Like, do what W should have done after, uh, CM Punk's pipe bomb that that was, like, a work shoot. Uh, And actually have them stay away you know what i think
1: would be perfect we have wardlow continue this kind of run i don't know if he beats punk if he beats the interim champion whatever Have wardlow finally win the big one and then have mjf just kind of waltz out on the ramp and then it just adds that extra layer to that feud. It adds an extra layer to AEW, because it seems like, like you said, they obviously want MJF to be the next big guy. Yeah. But they're putting a lot of stock behind Wardlow. I mean, it's it's interesting to me, because it was probably a year ago this time, where we were talking about AEW and its future, and we both were almost certain that it was going to be um, Adam Page... Darby Allen and MJF. Yep. And it seems like the Adam page experiment kind of ran sour because even though fans wanted him as the champion, they didn't think he had enough charisma because they're fickle. Um, It doesn't seem like Darby Allen yet is going to be pushed to the moon. I've heard some rumblings that they don't feel he's got enough of like the it factor which is why they've always got him with a Sting or a Jeff Hardy, that kind of thing. But uh, MJF was the one I wasn't sure on. Like, for a heel, for sure, but as, like, the face of the company, I didn't know. But it seems like, I mean, if this is a work, he will be the face of AEW. If this yeah, isn't a work, he's going to end up being a big guy in WWE. If...
0: if this is a work and they pull it off and it's like the best wrestling storyline in the past fucking 20 years, uh, MJF won't be a pillar of AEW. he would be the whole fucking house. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's it's like I said, it's just interesting to me that, I don't know, in about a year's time, there's a chance that MJF is at the top of the mountain for AEW and Cody Rhodes is the top of the mountain for WWE. Maybe this is just those two working wrestling.
0: Yeah, remember, remember when uh, the Cody Rhodes thing we were debating on if it was a uh, work or yeah. Uh, oh, is he just working Tony Khan? Is he gonna actually gonna come back, or is he going to WWE? What's happening? What's happening? Turns out he just went to WWE. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I think of scenarios that won't happen. Uh, Tony Khan actually firing him and letting him go to WWE yeah. in six months. That's not gonna happen.
1: I, I think um, the only thing. Uh, Yeah, Tony Khan's not going to fire MJF. The only thing that'll happen is if there's a contract battle, if this isn't to work, or if, like I said, if on the small chance they didn't let the network know about all this, and then the network is actually pissed off, then I could see something happen with MJF. But, like, like we said, we don't exactly know what happens, and if they do this right, it'll be a long time before we know.
0: You know, I, I you know, you know I just said it, I can totally just make the argument for the opposite of what I just said that Tony kind of could let him go, because he you know the thing is they want to be, they want to be like evil WWE you know and freezing people's contracts. Yeah. They're independent contractors, Logan. Uh, if they want to leave, we should let them go. So maybe he does it for the good of the business and lets him go. But.
1: If any of our listeners are in the Michigan area And are going to the, Michi- the um, Motor City Comic Con They should definitely go to MJF And ask him what's going on Because as of right now He's still a guest
0: As of now when When is Motor City Comic Con?
1: Unless it's already passed I mean there's a big chance it already passed so I don't feel like a big old <laughs> dummy big, big May 3rd hit already happened <laughs> So uh, <there's>... Next year <laughs> Yeah I mean I'm sure there's just way too many of these things yeah, I have, wonder if people got to meet him so it was in like middle of May so it's when all this really first started
0: I think I think so cause I, I'm in that GWC uh, Facebook group that we already talked shit on uh, but yeah. I'm in it and I, and I like the, cause people always go to conventions and that thing I think I remember seeing people me and I'm like oh my god MGF called me a fat piece of shit and I, what a great time <laughs> Uh So yeah, uh, yeah. Who would go to a fucking wrestling convention? Come on, not yeah. us. We don't yeah. got enough money. No, we don't. We don't. We don't pay for dumb shit like that. No, 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 sir.
1: Uh all right Now that we got that big one out of the way,
0: let's let's uh, let's go through. Let's. Uh, we spent a lot of time on that one, so uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll.
1: here here I, I've got a little one for you before we begin. Okay, I've seen this go on social media. Ooh, I like that uh, one. Cody Rhodes' peck, that was a work, right? <laughs> yeah, it was makeup. He just used
0: makeup. <laughs> you know, you know there's somebody out there, like some kid, who's like 11 years old. He's still, he still believes wrestling's real. <laughs> and his mom comes in, and, and he's like, Mom, Mom, Co- Cody Rhodes is fighting in Hell in a Cell with a torn peck. And then the mom looks at her and was like, son, you know all this shit's fake, right? That's just makeup. <laughs> they wouldn't let him wrestle with a torn peck, you stupid idiot. I was like, oh,
1: no, mom. I, I, just, I just love the amount of people who, and the big argument I saw was, oh, man, if this was done in AEW, we'd be calling him stupid. But if it was done in WWE, since it was done there, Vince is a genius. Like, I mean, sure, there's that. But I also think that if Cody would have done this in AEW at, like, his peak, that there'd be more social media chatter even then. Like, Cody's big in WWE now. But, like, that first year-ish in AEW, I don't think he's reached that yet.
0: You know, I, I'll ask you this real quick. While uh, we're on the topic of Cody. Uh, I see a lot of people on Reddit comparing him... To John Cena already he's going to be the next white meat baby face John Cena type uh he's already at that level do you
1: agree with that I think he is definitely a white meat baby face um I don't think he's at a Cena level yet I think he's slowly getting there um, I mean he's already got the wrestling pedigree you know but <laughs> the grandson of a plumber. I wrestled with a broken, I wrestled with a torn peck. I think as soon as he comes back, if they don't put a title on him, they're messing up. Yeah. Um, And I do, you know, we we talked about Cody a little bit on here. He definitely proved that he's got it, I think. I mean, how many people have issues wrestling with, like, say a broken finger, Sankara or, you know, some sort of bruise or sprain and you got Cody going out there putting on a you know four match. What do you with think, that you think just, Meltzer
0: gives that five stars? He said it, he said it was the most compelling match he's seen in a long time. That has to be five uh, stars, right? Or is he just like hates Seth Rollins that much if he doesn't
1: give him the five stars? I don't know. The thing that I found <laughs> funny is I sent the tweet from our account where I said um, Cody just wanted to prove he could do something Triple H couldn't, because if you remember, one of Triple H's last matches, he tore right, his back. Right, 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 yeah. And he just sat on the outside, like, a, just, just a bum. I, man, I really,
0: like, not to sound selfish, but I just really wish Triple H didn't have that, uh, what do they call it, the cardiac emergency? Yeah. Or whatever. I, wish, I just wish I hadn't happened, because you know, a Triple H-Cody match at this point would have been phenomenal. That would have been a great story. Mm-hmm. We'll never but, see uh, it.
1: We'll never see so, it. But again, and then you're telling me you do think it was makeup.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was totally makeup. He's faking it, yeah. He's a fucking... Can't wait for
1: the Cody Rhodes... Cl- It'll probably be called the Brandy. That'll be the That'll be the makeup line. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Uh, We're going to transition here to our first conspiracy theory from one worked injury to another. Uh, The first one here we're taking from a square circle thread posted by user Jamie two seven eight. So thank you. Jamie Uh, was the HBK heartbreak kit. Shawn Michaels was never hurt in 1997 at the Royal rumble. Uh, In fact, Vince was just kept him on payroll to rest and recover for a few years to stop him from leaving for WCW.
1: I don't know about that. I mean,
0: well, we got you got to think of uh, some of the uh, evidence. Let's say, let's say, Uh, I don't know if you heard these stories, but there's stories that you know Shawn Michaels had a wrestling school around this time, and he would go in there and he would take bumps. He did one of the someone I forget. I think it was Daniel Bryan, maybe. Uh, He he went in. uh, Shawn Michaels went in there. Because uh, the he couldn't take like a back body drop, and he's like Shawn Michaels went in there, he almost hit the fucking ceiling, and came back down and landed on his back, supposed broken back. So
1: I, I don't think it was as broken as they made it sound. I think they did that to kind of let him ride off into the sunset and retire. Because you know if they just go oh his back's damaged and the fans are gonna be like oh he can come back, but, like with everything wrestling and we've talked about it on here, they have to give a, a definite reason. He's gonna be gone forever, or else every week. Oh, we're Sean. I know his back did have issues. Um, obviously, you know, carrying the company, not just figuratively, but in matches. And it was never with the small guys. Like you're getting jackknifed by Diesel, you're getting power slammed by Davey, you're getting yeah. thrown off shit by Taker. I think the smallest guy that he worked with. Might have been Mankind for a while. If that gives you any idea. Yikes. Um. I do know that drugs played into it. And he wasn't in like the right mental headspace. And I do know. That that. That's why Vince tried to keep him on the payroll. is he didn't want to see anything bad happen to him. And they kept giving him chances. I mean you've heard it before. They put him on commentary. They made him a commissioner. They had him be DX manager. Um. I think he could have worked those times. I just don't know if it would have been healthy for him.
0: I, th- I think and, I think it could have worked, but he's too busy uh, popping pills
1: to, yeah, I to, mean,
0: to get in there.
1: Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. And I think it took, um, can you figure out the time he came back, like in that 2002 range, Triple H obviously with the company. Nash and Hall had just came back, even though Hall would be gone a few months later. X-Pac was there. So it took all of his... As sappy as it sounds, it took all of his friends to be back together, kind to get around him and go, Sean, what the fuck are you doing? And then he got to do the NWO thing with Nash. Supposedly, it was going to lead to Triple H joining the NWO, and then Pac was already there. There was rumors that if that happened, they might have tried to bring Scott Hall back into the fold. So then it would just be the click... Uh, once, you know, that didn't necessarily happen and they folded the NWO because Nash got hurt again. Michaels got to work with Triple H. I think, you know, once his head got cleared, he got a good wife. Um, Found God. Yeah, found God and his friends around. He was able to work through the pain. Plus, I mean, taking, what, five years off, that's got to help out a little bit. I mean, look what it, look what it did. I, I know that they did different forms of therapy and stuff, but look at, like, Edge and They were supposed to be, like, dead in the water, could never take a bump again.
0: Yeah, I well, Edge and were a lot worse injuries than well, yeah. Sean's. Like we said, Sean could have probably worked after, in, like, 2000, 2001. Yep. But I, I was kind of joking earlier, but kind of not. Uh, he did have a depilitating debil- well, <laughs> hey. drug problem. And
1: the other reason I don't think he would have gone to WCW for Brett Hart was there.
0: Oh you I don't know. Did they run back Montreal?
1: That's what I'm saying. I don't think uh, I, I, I think Brett that's the thing. Brett and Bischoff didn't like each other. Brett and Michaels obviously didn't like each other. It took years for them to reconcile. I don't think he would have been able to do it. I think the moment Michaels walked in that locker room, Hart would have went back to Vince. Well, and then, you know, according to Ber- according to Brett, you know, if I would have just stayed with WWE, none of my brothers would have died.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll cover that in, uh, in a future show. We got big, we got big plans with the Hart family coming up. Uh... But speaking of relationships, it was the... Rock was getting big at this time and yep. a lot of people think that sean also left uh because he saw that austin and rock were gonna surpass him and his ego couldn't handle it i don't think that's necessarily true but uh, no. that's interesting that's why rock and sean never worked a program uh, uh, you know never the never other won.
1: reason why they talk about rock and michael's never worked one right
0: uh something about his mom rock's mom
1: yeah uh, michael's disrespected the rocks uh I think it was his grandma because she ran the promotion in hawaii and so then once the rock got big enough he was essentially like piss off sean right plus Bret hart says that dx tried to hold the rock back there's a lot of layers to it and i think the issue with that is now that sean's from god and that the rock is this big hollywood star we'll never like truly know because i mean he can't trust Bret hart
0: no. no 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 you can't trust any of those fucking hearts <laughs> they're all <laughs> liars. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to our next one. Uh, this is a funny one. Uh, Vince named Stephanie specifically so that her name is an anagram of the macho man penis. <laughs>
1: um I am going to go I'm going to go no on that one. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really think I don't really want any explanation.
0: <laughs> um. Uh, all right yeah. But I right.
1: mean, if he was gonna do it, you'd think it'd be Hulk Hogan penis. But
0: uh, well, you can't. You can't do it. There's no. There's not enough. uh There's not a U <laughs> in that name. So Yeah. But, uh, speaking of Hulk Hogan, uh Mister America and Hulk Hogan were the same person.
1: Now, see, I don't agree with that because if you remember, he took the lie detector test. He did. I mean, just because they look the same, that doesn't mean that they're the same person. Look at the Usos. Look at Edge and Christian. Look at Bubba and Ivan. (laughs) Just because they look the same doesn't mean they're the same person.
0: (laughs) It's okay. Alright. You got got me on that one. Uh, You popped me. Uh, uh, Here's a Here's a good one. We kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, Tony Khan hit a bunch of small prints in the original EVP contracts that slowly takes away the creative control, and Cody was the first to fully realize it, so that's why he's going back to WWE as revenge.
1: I I don't know if Tony Khan's that sneaky. What I heard happened was there was a show that did poorly or something, or Dynamite, like, I don't know, something he didn't like. Then he took creative control away and said, you guys are the wrestlers on the boss. That kind of thing. Which I mean, good for him. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, see, I gotta, get, I gotta go through some of these dumb ones here. Uh, oh, here we go. We talked about this one before. Uh, given the history between both parties, I wouldn't be surprised if part of CM Punk's contract included a no Colt Cabana clause. Ugh. No segments involving Colt or other wrestlers mention him in their promo while facing Punk. I think that's very likely. Or at least oh, uh, yeah. a, a verbal agreement. I don't think it's written in the fucking contract. That's absurd.
1: Uh, well, I don't know. Did you see that apparently Colt Cabana... You figure, and we talked about this before, he was kind of... As funny as it sounds, he like the driving force for Dark Order. Like, he was the veteran. He was the leader Especially once Brody Lee passed, um, but now he's just gonna go back to Ring of Honor. Yeah, I which I mean, which I mean, that's well and good. He did good in Ring of Honor, but he was kind of becoming his own guy in AEW. He didn't always win. But he was kind of always involved in something. You could always see him outside the ring for a Dark Order match.
0: Yeah, he doesn't even do that anymore. He's not even no. Doesn't look like no. he's even part of the group anymore.
1: Uh, it looks like Dark Order is slowly fading. You're I forget sad. which one. They just released one of them. Adam Page doesn't hang out with them. Colt doesn't do it. And I heard it's because of Punk. So that's why Tony Khan is going to move Colt Cabana to Ring of Honor. Maybe which is Dark shitty. Order. They should
0: probably just move all the Dark Order to the Ring of Honor then. But yeah. that is shitty because if that's true, if it is because of Punk, and I'm not saying it is, if it was, uh, Punk said the biggest reason he came back was because of the Brody Lee tribute show. And if that not yeah. I don't know. That would be but, shitty. And I, and
1: I mean... The worst part is, you figure at one point Punk will probably show up at Ring of Honor. Yeah. So does that mean that Colt is just going to call <laughs> one week? Hey, no need for you to show up, bud. Phil's going to be there.
0: <laughs> Phil's coming to town. <laughs>
1: so I'm, curious at the hotel. What, I'm curious what Colt's going to do. If he's going to wrestle, I mean, he's done commentary. He could do that. If he's going to be like a backstage hand, as we discussed it before, how he would be one of the people that I would instantly put back there. You'd have him, Jay Lethal, and William Regal. You wouldn't need much more. Yeah, I, I, I read that recently, especially after I just put on our Facebook the the false image of Colt Commander versus Punk for Dynamite showing. Yeah. And then I read that, and, yeah, I was kind of disappointed because you'd think, you know, if you love wrestling, it's what you say you do. You love AEW. You want to be a different man, blah, 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 blah. blah. It would kind of let bygones be bygones, and have the one match that people are clamoring for. I still say that's the perfect Ring of Honor main event for the um, their comeback.
0: I I would enjoy it.
1: Uh, yeah, but obviously CM Punk would.
0: No, no, CM, CM Punk doesn't enjoy anything.
1: CM Skunk. <laughs> uh,
0: here's a here's an off the wall one for you. All right Cody is Dustin's oh. son, not Dusty's. <laughs> Dustin would have been 16 or seventeen and got someone pregnant and Dusty Michelle raised Cody as her own son so Dustin could focus on school and his career. It happened before oh. Jack Nicholson was raised thinking his mom was his sister because yeah. she had him so young and his grandparents raised him.
1: Well, I mean uh, uh Jake Roberts. Grandma raised him because of how young his mom was. I mean, it, it's plausible. Um,
0: D- Dustin dressed as Gold Dust, banged Cody's mom, and nine months later, a baby with a sick neck tattoo came into the world. <laughs> from
1: uh, I don't Game think Steve. it happened like that. <laughs> I don't know. That would make the one my favorite line in the Cody versus Dustin feud was where dustin you know said everyone everyone compares you to dad but when you look in the mirror you see cody and when i look in the mirror i see dusty and it would just take it away from it because then it's like well of course you look more like dusty dustin because cody is his grandson (laughs) but um yeah i he's gotta be dusty's yeah
0: yeah that's not uh, there's no way that's true um Here's one I believe is verified, though. Uh, okay. During the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania 13, Sid Vicious put <laughs> his pants.
1: Psycho, need, Psycho Sid needs a wipo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard it's verified. Psycho um, shit. If <laughs> so I remember Undertaker said he hadn't smelled anything that bad in the ring before. <laughs>
0: That that one's confirmed. Uh okay. Another Shawn Michaels one. Uh Gino was murdered for drug connections.
1: Oh, Gino Hernandez? Yeah. Um, I think we're I,
0: we're gonna get to that one, aren't we? We had that one. Yeah, that's that's on know. my one. That's on yours. We'll we'll save that one for uh Okay for you. Uh Oh, this is a good one. This is one... Um, if I ever got the chance to meet one of them, I'd ask them, because this, this is not too offensive. Uh, okay. That, uh... Never confirmed, but I always thought that Jeff versus Matt Hardy for the Cruiserweight title was scheduled for WrestleMania 19 before Jeff got fired for drugs. <laughs> uh, they even had backstage segment beforehand and No Way Out where Jeff slapped yeah. Matt. Then Mysterio won a three-way to challenge Matt at Mania, but the way... It, They did it. Seemed rushed at the time. Uh, It would line line up with the rumors at the time that W was looking to revitalize the Cruiserweight division by bringing new guys in. So why not use Jeff, who's on Raw, and lost in the mid-card? I feel like that's what we could do a little bit of a a little elbow grease into. Maybe if we see them out in public sometime.
1: I, I believe that that could have happened. I mean, Matt helped. I mean, he definitely helped revitalize the Cruiserweight division. Before that, the champions were like Billy Kidman, Jamie Noble, Tajiri, X-Pac, and I mean that was when X-Pac had the X-Pac heat, he wasn't in the best shape, Um, Tajiri wasn't bad, Kidman was kind of getting lost in the shuffle, especially because he kept botching a shooting star press, Jamie Noble was a good heel, but he really wasn't getting over with the fans, Uh, I think it makes sense that the Rey Mysterio thing was rushed, because you could have had Rey fight the winner. Especially since Ray was still relatively new. They probably didn't want to thrust him into a championship. Uh, a single championship, anyway, at the time. But, yeah, I mean, Matt versus Jeff would have been interesting to see at Mania, especially at that time of their careers. Yeah. It probably would have been one of the few times Matt faced Jeff, and Matt was the top guy.
0: Right. This is right before, well, yes, he got fired. Uh, but Jeff was about to break out. He was just a couple yep. years away from his big uh, charismatic uh, enigma.
1: Yeah, scene. I would say at this point he was feuding with... The one thing I remember from this time with Jeff Hardy is he lost a match to Chris Jericho. Um, Jericho was doing the wall of Jericho. Jeff Hardy grabbed the rope. And I always found it just amazing as a kid. You know, the ref started counting. One, two, three and um, almost got to five but then Jeff Hardy had to let go of the rope and start tapping and I thought that was cool then but I mean sitting and thinking about it now it kind of makes him look like just a dummy like hold on to the rope for that extra second Jeff um this is also when he came out and he had like the glow in the dark paint he threw on himself he was involved with Tristratus for a second hardcore title European title um he went to TNA, and then luckily he came back and really broke out. Yeah, Matt and Jeff at 19. It's an interesting thought to have.
0: I got a, I got a couple more for you. Um, this is one uh, that somebody made up themselves watching the Network Attitude Era Nitros uh, a few years ago. And that okay. t- time travelers exist, and they're massive wrestling marks. Uh, and he literally, the only evidence he has is uh, there's a sign on a uh, like 1998 or a 7 uh, Nitro where it says Hogan fears Roman. And he thinks they're talking about Roman Reigns. So. Well, of course. That's the only Roman I know. To 98? It was, he, he didn't give an exact Roman. time. He said uh, he was watching 97, 98 Nitros.
1: I'm trying to think if there was, like, a Roman. Uh... Yeah, not that I can come up with it, just briefly looking at this. I mean, obviously, it wasn't Roman Reigns. Obvious. I thought maybe there'd be a name that would, like, jump out to me and I'd be like, oh, this guy meant this guy.
0: Ha, ha, ha. Uh, somebody replied uh, somebody to him and probably the more obvious uh, explanation is, is somebody's fucking, like, Nintendo 64 creator wrestler.
1: Oh, or yeah. Like,
0: he has a friend named
1: Roman or something like that. Yeah, cause I'm looking through people named Roman right now on uh, Wikipedia, and I'm not seeing anything like any one of Revelance. Maybe a fictional character? But what do you mean Roman Reigns is a fictional character? <laughs> Wrestling's real. Yeah, I, I'm not coming up with one. So it must be time travel. So and it's gotta be, because I can't come up with it unless it's this Roman Brady from Days of Our Lives. It could be. Uh, <laughs> the large Venn diagram of people who listen to our podcast and also watch Days of Our Lives, <laughs> <laughs> let me know. Would Hulk Hogan have been afraid of Roman Brady?
0: Uh, probably not. Uh, oh, shit. Hold on. Roman... Bra- I, I, I think I, know who, I might know who that is. Let me just double check before I... Uh... Oh, no, he would not be afraid. Okay, wrong person. I was thinking of somebody else. Um, all right, here's one that could possibly... This is a a, uh, a hot topic on for WWE stands. Uh, that Tony Khan buys up tickets to his shows. On several occasions, we heard how fast they sell out, only to see empty seats on TV. And Scalper is literally giving away tickets on secondary sites prior to the show. He's also fudging pay-per-view numbers. This is why they, mean... This is why they don't have a streaming deal, HBO, or any streaming power. Probably want them to open up their books and do their due diligence. That will only show that Tony is dumping his own money into the company to artificially prop up their figures. Now, Damn, that,
1: that... WWE and WCW also fudged pay-per-view numbers and ticket sales so of TNA I feel like unless you're at the level of like an ECW or a GCW where you can't or even a Ring of Honor yeah. that you're going to fudge the numbers a little bit um do I think that's why they don't have a streaming deal no I think it's because AEW has been around for what less than five years yeah about them and I mean they don't have a lot of tape um uh, they, I mean, they own the Ring of Honor library, but that's still not enough for a whole streaming deal. I mean, look at what WWE had done before they put out their network. Yeah. Do I do I think he buys tickets? And yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure all the big wrestling promotions do at one point or another. Do I think it's a regular thing? Uh, no. I don't think so. so. I think he'll do it to help, like, his bigger shows. Like, if he's looking at the numbers and he's like, oh, shit, I need X amount of tickets sold before I can say, oh, we've done this. And does he buy them and hand them out? Yeah, probably. I mean, I would, too. <laughs> I want the record. Well, I get every, it.
0: Every company gives out comp tickets and stuff. but
1: Oh, yeah. help yeah. boost their numbers. Because, I mean, even if you give the ticket away for free, people are still going to buy T-shirts and snacks yeah I mean it's like um, the video game store I used to work at they would do Black Friday deals on Christmas and we would lose money on the new game systems but that's okay because the parents that would come in we only have like 10 of these systems they'd come in and be like oh can I get the new Playstation no sold out and then they'd look around and they would buy the other items in the store
0: just gotta get him in the door.
1: Yeah, that's all you gotta do. <laughs> oh, uh, dummies!
0: I got, I got two more funny ones before we move on uh, to yours and the uh, uh, Angel Fire uh, okay. Urban Legends one. <laughs> the, I think this one's true. The reason the raw announced table was moved from the entrance, moved to the entrance stage in two thousand two, is because Jr. kept asking the fans behind him for food. <laughs> And then someone replied, and I, I have to agree with them, because I, this isn't, uh, I've had, I've had the same thought. How is this not even the first time I've heard this? <laughs> I've heard that. i read that before, too. Uh, I think that one's true. That was a true one.
1: I think, so I think what happened was he probably asked her food, like, once or twice. <laughs> and, 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 then, oh yeah, and then, the way that fans caught wind of it, so they'd be sitting there, and it's, hey, JR, JR, got you a hot dog. And the first couple times, they're, oh that's cool. Sass fresh. Thank you. <laughs> and then after a while, like Vince is in the headset like God damn it. God damn it, JR Stop eating the food. <laughs> he probably heard him chewing <laughs> one Vince, time. Vince Vince, I gotta take shit, bud. Uh, ah. not, Pearl Jr.
0: That's true. Um Uh last one for this one. Uh, In WWE headquarters, Vince McMahon is having a cyborg vessel built so he can transfer his subconscious into (laughs) it once his human vessel becomes weak, being able to run WWE forever.
1: I mean, with reports going out that, you know, Stephanie stepped down from her position, and obviously Triple H's heart doesn't have much in it, and Shane had to get essentially fired. I, I believe it. I mean, if your family can't do the job, someone's got to. And,
0: uh... I'm going to send you this other one. I don't want to say it, because I feel like it's a little insensitive. But I I think it's really popular, and we're not going to let the fans know. Um... I'll just say this. Uh, It's because... Uh, one of his co-workers uh, around the time uh, who has a podcast um, was going around oh. saying that this certain thing isn't a big deal.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Jericho.
0: <laughs> I was going to say Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, we'll leave that out there and then you guys can put it together. I just, I, 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 think I it's will to
1: say, I'll just say I don't think it's the main reason. I do think it helped escalate it. Like if Dude. this didn't, if this didn't happen, was the ma- then
0: was the actual reason ever given out?
1: I don't think I ever I, read that it was. No, I don't know. Like he had some sort of disease, I thought. Could be wrong, but I think whatever it was, he just had issues before. Or he was going through issues, and then this happened. Oh, hold on. I found it. I mean, because what ha- what he what what happened um, is related to that. It's related to like his lungs, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. That might. I think I it might be true. Oh. Because, hold on. I, I, I feel like we could just go out and say it now at this point. But I like the, uh, the illusion. That's what happened. That's, and then. Uh, audience, you're going to hear a camera flicker. Don't be uh, alarmed. That's just a screenshot. Because I just want to send this to Logan.
1: Oh uh, yeah That's a yes. Yep. Well, good thing, good thing, Jericho and the state of Florida knew that COVID wasn't a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, good thing. All right. So, look do you wanna, do you wanna, do you wanna go into the uh, urban legends, or do you wanna talk about uh, some of the ones you brought to the, the table here first?
1: Um, we can do the ones I brought to the
0: table here. Let's do it. Let's do it. I need to take a drink of, uh, my drink.
1: All right. Like I said, I brought these up. Um, they're ones that I had kind of heard about at one point. Um, first one here. <laughs> I like that I said we weren't going to do a lot of specific ones. But first one is Tommy Rich did some favors for Jim Barnett in exchange for the NWA world title. Tommy Rich had the title (laughs) for like a month. Um, I don't think he did any favors like that for him. From what I've heard, a lot of guys, whenever whenever they needed a big pay-per-view push... They would have, like, Dusty Rhodes, Harley Race, or Ric Flair drop the title to someone, so that way at the pay-per-view they can win it back, have people buy the um, pay-per-view or buy tickets to the show, but I think that's what it was, I think Tommy Rich was just that guy, uh, it's been said that Ron Garvin accepted this position just so that way, you know, he didn't know if he'd ever win a world title again. So I think that's Tommy Rich did. I do find it funny that everyone to win a world title, it's poor Tommy Rich that they're associating that he, you know, did something under the table. Wink, wink. Oh, poor um, this next one, a little, a little depressing to think about. <laughs> um, they had to break Bruiser Brody's legs to fit him in a cheap Puerto Rican casket. Um, I hope not. I do know that, according to his dark side of the ring, his wife um, knew that she was going to have to bring him home with her, so he got cremated over there. So, I mean, is it possible they had to do that, and then they just burned him in the pine box so she didn't see? I mean, it's possible. Everything surrounding Brody in the case is, like, fucked up, so, I mean, why not add this? <laughs>
0: I already gave you uh, what I thought the scenario was. <laughs> play it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, let's see. Number seven and number eight. Ah! <laughs> Kerry Von Erich really had his foot amputated because he thought he could walk across a room on his just surgically repaired foot for a cheeseburger, thus crushing it. I don't know the cheeseburger part. Um, I do know that he was in a motorcycle wreck. That... His foot was badly damaged. He just had surgery on it. And he got up and he was so drugged up on morphine, he tried taking a step. Maybe it was for a cheeseburger, but that is why his foot got even worse. It couldn't be repaired. He did have to have it amputated. Um, the only thing in question here for me is the cheeseburger. The, cheese, the cheeseburger. What's next? Oh, good. Another. Another. <laughs> NWA world champion Gene Kaninsky bought Kevin Von Eric a hooker in Las Vegas when <laughs> Kevin was 12. That's a fun now, one. That's a fun one. So the Von Erichs. When in Vegas. In Vegas, it makes sense. If if it's when Gene Kaninsky was champion. Oh, let me see when he was it. I want to see exactly this time period. I'll
0: uh, say that uh, Kevin von Eric was 12 in
1: 1969. Makes sense. Yep. So, I mean, it's possible, especially since Kevin was one of the oldest of uh, Fritz, and Fritz was well respected. I'm just curious with this one like who let the secret out or like who'd been holding on to the secret um this is one of those interesting things like it's pro wrestling in the 60s and 70s and like you said it's in Vegas I think think it's I think it's plausible
0: especially during that time with uh these uh group of guys yep (laughs) it's
1: very possible (laughs) Steve Lombardi, better known as the Brooklyn Brawler. Brooklyn Brawler. Was Pat Patterson's secret lover. (laughs) I didn't think we were doing many of these. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the thing that makes me think this could be true is, I mean, Steve Lombardi had, I mean, he was with the company for a long time just being a jobber, you know? You never really heard about him training people. It's possible. And, you know, he
0: isn't married. No. So.
1: Oh,
0: not <laughs> just, no, <laughs> just don't <laughs> <head> out there. <laughs> oh, Bruce no. Hart
1: was a substitute teacher oh, while a no. top face slash promoter slash booker in Stampede. He impregnated a 14-year-old student and married her. You know, okay.
0: Oh. i am been doing uh, some research okay. uh, for another uh, podcast series where I might end up doing. Um, and this came up. I believe it came from a book. Uh, I forget the girl's name. I forget who she's married to. Um, so... It came in a book that was like pulled from shelves for being so uh incorrect. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull up her name cuz cause it, cuz cause it's a uh... <sighs> that's not it. But the, this this could be true cuz I think the girl Bruce Hart actually married her or something. Um but I don't know about the impregnating while she was 14. I don't think right. that happened. But he definitely had an affair with a girl that he met while he was substituting. Uh, because at a school, the girl went to all the wrestling shows, and she was a, quote, ring rat. Ah, good old ring rats. Yeah. I'm going to find this, this girl's book. I, she's one of the heart wives. Um. Uh-huh.
1: You gotta, yeah. You just gotta watch out for them substitutes, man. Um, the uh, the next one is Martha. It was Martha? No, it wasn't.
0: No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right.
1: I was gonna say it was Owens. No, no, it was um. Oh,
0: it was Diana. It was Diana.
1: It was Bulldogs. Yeah.
0: She she wrote this book called Under the Mat, uh, oh, and it's and it's no. and it's like filled with like lies. Uh, well, it's
1: like I mean we joked about it earlier, but have you heard anything from any heart? I'm I'm not gonna say Martha because the stuff she's done with AEW and her foundation, it's been great. Any old school heart. Brett, Davy Boy, their wives, Dynamite, even Dynamite's wife at Dark Side of the Ring. They can't trust him. Like, they, they. Well, the problem was. They embellish the story so much, and then at the parts where it's like, oh, can we talk about this? I don't want to talk about that anymore. Why?
0: Um. It all it all literally stems back to fucking Montreal, and I'm not even joking. I don't know how absurd yeah. that sounds is like the whole lawsuit and stuff, um, like when Owen died, and yeah, everybody wanted to. It was kind of like a war of like, okay, you're either on Brett's side, and we're gonna try to go and <laughs> get vince back any way we can or we're, we're gonna try to get a job so yeah. we can afford our family and our all of our crack that we're gonna smoke um, but I, I don't know it's it was it's a whole
1: thing yeah. hold on yeah, the um the next one here dusty Rhodes got baby doll who was the manager at the time so fired pissed. because he was pissed that she married near jobber sam houston instead of him Now that, that... I don't, I don't think that's true because from what I've heard, um, Dusty's had his two relationships, pretty loyal during both, and he was a pretty lax Booker, like he kind of let you get away with stuff. From what I saw in the Dark Side of the Ring, Sam Houston got fired and she followed suit. But I mean, this is funny because this kind of mixes kayfabe and reality. Since Dusty was with Baby Doll on screen. This is one of those instances where Dark Side of the Ring, I think, likes to embellish because she was asked how much Sam Houston would drink at a time. And she said a number like 28 Jack and Cokes. Jesus. Like, what is he, what is he drinking him out of? A goddamn Dennis rinsing cup? 28? And he's not dead yet of, like, liver? like failure i don't believe it like that could be a future episode for us where we i i I, dark side of the rings are great and it gives you background knowledge that you might not have known but a lot of the facts that people say and a lot of the people shown excluding like mcfoley and chris jericho um they kind of just want especially if they're in the wrestling industry still they kind of just want their 15 minutes So, they will draw it up however they see fit. Oh, 20. I'm getting nervous going down this list because I don't know what I put on my list. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Dusty Rhodes booked Rick Steiner to beat Ric Flair in 20 seconds at Starrcade 88.
0: Finally, a nice wholesome one, right?
1: So... (sighs) I don't remember if it was Rick, but I do know at one point um, Scott was booked to beat Rick. Or yeah, Scott was booked to beat Rick Flair. Super fast to be a champion, kickstart his run, and Rick kind of put the kibosh on that. Um, which I mean, it would have been a lot better. What was Starcade '88? It was the main event? Oh, um, Rick Flair and Lex Luger. Yikes. I'm sure it wasn't awful, but I, I don't know if, I guess I should say, I don't know if Dusty actually booked it, but I know it was talked about to try and help propel Steiners, which, I mean, been something to look back on. 21. Ah, another wholesome one. Superstar Billy Graham once injected Clorox on a <laughs> You know, have to, well, who
0: hasn't done that? You know,
1: if you've read his book or you've watched his WWE documentary, and this is um, from the time period where WWE documentaries got like down and dirty. So you know the Jake Roberts one, where opened up with him saying he's a rape baby, self destruction of Ultimate Warrior, the loose and Brian Pillman one, where it talked um, largely about his drug issues, Billy Graham had one. And he discussed how shortly after losing the heavyweight title, he went on a drug binge and just woke up in Arizona. He had no idea how he got there. Um, and he did a lot of drugs. He injected himself with a lot of things. I wouldn't put this past him. One, he gets to inject himself and potentially get high. Two, he kind of seems like the type of guy that's like, you know, Billy, if you don't do this, you're a pussy. I'm a what? And then shoots up a Clorox. Now, if he, for whatever reason, is listening, will probably be featured on his next blog where he talks about what's wrong with (laughs) modern professional wrestling. Um, Yeah, this one kind of ties in. I brought it up earlier. Everyone always talks about how Ultimate Warrior was two different people. Did you know when he came back in the 90s and he had the abs airbrushed on him instead of having abs? Did you know, God forbid, the guy just doesn't have abs? Um Billy Graham, again after losing the WWWF title, went, uh, went away, came back, and he had this gimmick where he didn't have the tie-dye anymore, he wore black pants, he was a karate master, he's very lean. People thought he was a different guy. And then, I, I don't know if it was a year or whatever later, he came back as the tie-dye Billy Graham, and he even cut promos saying, you know, oh, man, this different guy came out saying he was the superstar, but I'm the real superstar. Obviously, there wasn't more than one Billy Graham. You can look at the pictures, see the same thing. But it's just another fun little theory. Uh, It kind of gets overlooked, like I said, for the Warrior one. I remember I got an Ultimate Warrior figure with the airbrushed singlet, and the guy in line at Toys R Us was telling me that that wasn't a real Ultimate Warrior figure because the first Ultimate Warrior was dead.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, Thanks. Thanks for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. 42, 43, 45 A lot of them all in a row. Ooh, this was a this is a controversial one. Did I do forty-three? Did I do forty-three? I didn't mean 43. to put. I didn't mean to put forty-three on it. So I'm gonna skip that one. Or forty-five. Oh God, I messed my numbers up. Oh, no. That, oh, I was supposed to do 32, 33, and 35. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, so no. um, 32, Bruiser Brody was supposed to do a shoot run-in on the first WrestleMania. Um, and this would be interesting if it were to happen, or if it would have happened. I don't know where he would have done a run-in at, or who he was supposed to do a shoot for. Because that mania was, what, 84?
0: Um, it was supposed to be for the main event. 85? It was going to be for the main event. He was offered a large sum of money to run in during the main event. Huh. I'm assuming... I, I wonder know. by who? Oh, there's a Bleacher Report
1: on it. Let me see. Um, X, I'd never heard that until today. I found it interesting.
0: He was supposed to attack Mr. T oh okay this um. is he like wasn't supposed though. to
1: attack just any of the four just mr. T I am assuming um because at this time he worked for Fritz von Erich a little bit I'm pretty sure he worked for Vergani a little bit there's probably one of those old-time wrestlers you know didn't want this to happen. I think it would have. It, it's definitely a lot more wholesome than Tommy Dreamer's story of running in at one WrestleMania and killing himself in Paul Haven. <laughs> uh, next one here is Hogan versus Zeus was supposed to headline WrestleMania 6. I completely think that was supposed to happen. And then they did the tag matches, and Vince saw that Zeus was the <laughs> drizzling shits. <laughs> 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 and was like, nah, we can't do this in Mania. But that's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> okay.
0: I just can't go for the twisting shits on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, always, I find this one interesting that this is always a rumor. The Iron Sheik was offered 100000 to break Kogan's legs instead of dropping the belt to him. Iron yeah, Sheik submitted this. Time. Yeah, Vern Gagne offered it to him. Vern Gagne denied it. Iron sheet i don't think Iron sheet would lie.
0: <laughs> I think he would just—just just for fun.
1: What about that? I mean, and then he talks about how much he used to—he respected Vern and how he respected Vince, and that's why he couldn't do it. I don't know. I just—I just find it funny. that This is what he's brought up every so often.
0: Do you want—do you want to read that—the
1: uh, next one, Logan? Thirty-five. Yeah. Apparently, after Lawler first arrived in the good old WWF, a lot of people disliked him for his general arrogant attitude. Paul Nash and Michaels didn't take too well. So at one of the Royal Rumbles, Lawler left his crown in the dressing room um, to do the rumble. So the click decided to shit in his crown. But apparently, this wasn't just a couple of turns in the crown. They apparently filled King's precious crown to the rim with a nice, hearty click shit. So. I think that's true. I am certain that's true, and I want to point all the fingers at Xbox.
0: <laughs> the only person not named.
1: <laughs> yeah, I <it> just... <sighs> he shit in a lot of people's bags, and he owned up to it.
0: Is that what's is Randy?
1: It might have been. I would say the two people that I know that were synonymous with shitting in bags were Paul Bear and Xbox.
0: Now, the only way we can prove this to be true... How many Royal Rumbles was Jerry Lawler
1: in? Uh, this is probably the one where he hit under the ring. In
0: 96?
1: Maybe.
0: Let me, uh, (coughs) take a look here. Um... And you find an image or a video. And it keeps doing other things. <laughs> what?
1: Just the next two? Oh, oh, oh. All right. yeah. Where are they? Macho Man had his way with Stephanie back oh. in ninety four ninety five, and then Vince found out, and that was the true ending for Macho Man and WWF. This is one of the. I think this is this is just started
0: by. Uh, just wrestling fans Yeah I have not heard well, Like any Have you heard any Like actual wrestlers no. Talking about this
1: No And then you figure Macho Man left Because He apparently Went to Vince's office He was a commentator At the time He wrestled the occasional But actually He had the part time deal But he didn't want to be part time He Went in And he I guess Pitched for Sean And Shawn Michaels And him To have a year long feud Ending at Mania And Vince told him, no, you're too old, you're going to be a commentator. He essentially wanted to make him the next, like, Gorilla Monsoon or Bruno Sammartino, uh, where he'd just come out every so often. Randy didn't want to do that. He felt he still could be full-time, so he left. Uh, If you remember when he left, Vince announced it on commentary and was teary-eyed. I don't think if he, quote-unquote, had his way with Stephanie, that he'd have been that sad.
0: No, I don't think so either. Uh, well, unless unless he found out later, I mean,
1: could be, but then that wouldn't have been why he was gone from the WWF. Maybe that's why he never came back. Maybe he was supposed to for WWE All Stars. That's he right. Yep. Um. Gotta so
0: for those trees. let's read gotta... on. Do a do a sixty-six. <laughs> I just want you to read it.
1: Jerry Lawler has a well-known foot fetish, and he was once caught by a ballet, and he was um, jacking off into her shoes. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna put past anything, Jerry. I'm not gonna put anything past Jerry Lawler sexually.
0: Me either. He's big old creep. All right, let's move on. <laughs> That's If I can slander Jerry Lawler, any chance I get, I will.
1: The next one I had was Andre the Giant once called Kamala the N-word. And Kamala then stuck a gun to his face. Now, I actually know part of this story. He called him it. He didn't instantly pull a gun to his face. Kamala then got a gun and at a later event pulled it on him. But Andre tried to be a buddy with him. He said, you know, you can't call me that. But, you know, it's fair. I wouldn't necessarily go right to a gun. But, uh... Yeah, fun little... You, you never hear those bad stories about Andre. You always hear no, the good ones. He's a I mean, it's baby. just, I just, it's just like Andre had that illegitimate daughter. Uh, let's see, where am I at? It's funny, there's a couple things on here where it's like people were card-carrying members of the KKK. Yeah, of course they were. There were southern white guys <laughs> in the 50s through 70s. Of course a couple of them are going to be there.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised there's probably a lot more than you want to omit.
1: On 12. So this one, this one kind of threw me off. Gino Hernandez was a, was a major Coke user and also a dealer. Of course, he's been clean for 18 years. So Gino Hernandez died in the 80s. He was a part of the quote-unquote curse of world-class championship wrestling. So I don't know if this is implied here, because I know some people said he faked his death um, in the Dark Side of the Ring. His mom doesn't think he did because he was such a mama's boy; he would have at least called her at one point just to let her know she he was okay. I don't think he's still alive. <laughs> um, I also I, I do I do agree he was murdered. They, they won't come out and say that, but he was the one, I don't know if you've heard of it, that they found coke in his stomach. Really? Which, cocaine, for those of you that don't know, you snort. And it, the amount they found in his stomach, it was improbable for him to snort that there or, like, eat it. Almost like it was an old mafia-style threat. But yeah, this one it just threw me off. He's been clean for 18 years. Unless that's some sort of poor joke about him being dead. (laughs) Oh.
0: Not even that funny.
1: (laughs) Oh, let's say one. Oh, a few months after David passed away, meaning David Von Erich, in early 1984, referee David Manning, who worked in the world-class office, was autographing David Von Erich 8x10 photos with David's name on them and still selling them throughout the year. All of this at the command of David's father, Fritz. I think they certainly did that.
0: Make a quick buck?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's my son, what's the matter? I mean, and then David died a hero. They had the big yellow rose parade for him. Harry Von Erich essentially won the NWA title in remembrance of him. I think it's possible. I and mean, people would have paid a lot for them then.
0: Yeah.
1: 26, 35, 40. New Jack intentionally shoved Grimes <laughs> towards the outside of the ring in XPW. He wanted revenge for blinding Jack in one eye in ECW.
0: Well,
1: New Jack can do so little... that, right? Oh, yeah. Say, uh, background on that uh, they're going to do a spot because New Jack would go off the scaffolding a lot in ECW. And this got Grimes was a big fatty, and he didn't want to do the bump, uh, so New Jack had to, like, pull him down. And when it happened, he pulled Grimes on top of him, cracked New Jack's skull, blinded one eye. So at XPW, which was supposed to be more extreme than ECW, they were having a actual scaffold match, like, above the ring. And he tased Grimes, so Grimes couldn't walk. He didn't telegrams this was happening. Uh, and he threw off the scaffolding. He purposely tried to miss the table so he could kill him. He didn't throw him far enough, he said. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> if I remember, it's like I couldn't throw his fat ass far enough. Damn. Yeah. I'm looking he... at my
0: uh, recipes New Jack shirt right now hanging up in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> part from Pro Wrestling Tees.
1: Um, ah, this thats what I told you about before. When Dusty Rhodes first came to TNA, I found out that a lot of boys hated him. I couldn't understand why, but apparently a few years ago, he promoted a show and handed everyone empty envelopes after the show. When he, when they asked him when they were getting paid, he said, well, when I finalized all the numbers, I'll make you check. Then he jumped in his truck and left before the main event was over. Apparently, one TNA wrestler wrestled nearly 20 shows without being paid by Dusty, believing he would actually pay him. Now, Cody Rhodes is just on Broken Skull, and Cody said around the time that Dusty came out to ECW, which would have been 99-ish, they were on, for better or worse terms, hard times, Daddy. Now, if they were on hard times in ninety-nine, I can't imagine two thousand two, two thousand three, they're gonna be a little they're gonna be better off. So if he's running a promotion, he's just gonna do what promoters used to do and take the money and run. Hey. I love Dusty, but uh not gonna put that past him. Forty three. Ah, this one's a quick one. Norman Smiley once knocked out Rick Steiner with one punch in a bar fight. I can believe it. Norman Smiley's one of those that was a comedy wrestler, kind of like William Regal in his later career. He's actually a great European wrestler, like Regal. I mean, he's done a lot of the training for NXT. Um, I think Norman Smiley can knock Rick Steiner out. No question. 281. Part of the reason Ian Rotten cannot run shows in Louisville and Indianapolis is because he would do a terrible job cleaning up the glass from his matches. Apparently, the old people playing bingo in said armories and halls tend to take their <laughs> shoes off while playing. And since Ian didn't clean the glass good, I'll go figure. I could believe this. Um, I know a lot of people don't like ladies. him too much. Uh, Jim Cornette hates Ian Rotten for his mud show wrestling. Um, Ian Rotten's kind of a piece of shit. He really didn't take health into his mind. Uh, with all the weapons he used, all the glass. He was one of the first people to really use a light tube here in America, which I have just a grand disdain for. I'm talking to you, Nick Gage. Um, <clears throat> Ian Rotten's just a terrible person. I just, I mean, it's not funny, but it is. Just <laughs> imagining an old person go in, put their foot down. Ah! What happened? There's glass in my foot. Damn it, there's glass in my foot. Bingo! (laughs) 284. Paul Roma supposedly did favors (laughs) for Pat Patterson, which resulted in the Young Stallions, asterisk chuckle asterisk, getting a push. Paul Roma sucked as a wrestler. You come and you tell me that he was any good, you're crazy. Uh, do I think he had to do this for Pat Patterson? No, cause I don't think Pat Patterson would want that kind of thing from Paul Roma. Uh, any, cha- you know, you said any chance you can get about talking shit about Jerry Lawler. Any chance I can talk shit about Paul Roma, the absolute <laughs> worst four horsemen? Um, just an, au- he was just awful. Uh, Triple H said it best in the Four Horsemen uh, documentary. The fourth horseman was the job guy in the WWF. Yeah, fuck him. Paul Roma, you're awful. He's still alive?
0: Yes. Paul Roma, uh, you know where to catch these hands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then to try and blame Pat Patterson. You know what? I think if you done this and this was true, maybe if you'd done a better job, you got a better push. I don't know.
0: Oh, I know where to find him. He's the uh, head trainer at Paradise Alley
1: Wrestling School
0: we'll find East him. East Haven, Connecticut.
1: Let's find him. He Any Paroma fans out there? Sorry, but not sorry. He posted the address to the resident school in his Twitter bio. We, <laughs> we, could, we could
0: pull up right now.
1: We got For so this, one, this one's a little his, uh, historical one. Uh, November 25th, 1985 at Madison Square Garden. Minutes before going to the ring to defend the WWF women's title, Richter was given a contract by Vince McMahon which included a clause to sign away all her merchandise rights. Richter said she wanted to look at the contract after her match. McMahon then demanded she sign the contract, but Richter stuck to her guns and said she would look at it after the match. However, Spider Lady, who she was facing, wasn't the same lady who had played the character previously. It was the damn fabulous Moolah. During the match, Moolah rolled up an unsuspecting Richter and held her tight for the pin. Richter never worked for WWF again. Moolah claims that she wasn't aware of the double-cross and she didn't expect the referee to count the three. Now, this was the original screw job. Actually, there's one before this. Um, but this is like the big one. If you watch it back, you can tell Moolah was screwing her over. Right. Uh, as I said, Richter was, she was essentially the female Hulk Hogan, because she didn't want to sign her rights over. Uh, which I think Vince was trying to get that, because he didn't have all the rights to Hogan, because that's why Hogan left the AWA, so he wasn't going to do that. But he was trying to get Wendy Richter to do that. And when she said no, he found someone that would and Moolah. Because not like Moolah had a lot of merchandising. She was a heel. She was old and didn't have that look that the newer generation of women did. Uh, sad what happened to Wendy Richter. I mean, she eventually did get in the WWE Hall of Fame. So there's was a bright spot. But, like I said... The original, the true screw job, was for the in 1963 for the WWF title. Buddy Rogers was the first champion, and Rogers was reluctant to lose to the new Bruno Sammartino, you know, the hot guy. And it wasn't until Sammartino got in the ring that he told him, "We can do this the easy way or the hard way." And this was after Legend claims that promoters dragged Buddy Rogers out of his hospital beds just before his bout, forcing him into the match after suffering a heart attack six weeks before. So then 48 seconds later, Bruno was the new champion and a hero was born. Wow. So you figure Bruno's Legend was born out of a screwjob. Moolah's Legend was expanded after a screwjob. Shawn Michaels legend was expanded after a screw job. Almost like uh it's almost like there's a theme. If you're one of if you're one of Vince McMahon's big guys, you're gonna end up screwing someone. Unless you're stone cold, then uh <laughs> you just take your ball and go home. Yeah. I mean,
0: you, can't screw, oh, where am I? you can't screw Steve Austin. Yeah. Only Steve Austin can screw Steve Austin like Brett screwed Brett.
1: So I thought this one was interesting. Uh, Bruiser Brody versus Paul Heyman. Brody and Pauly Dangerously had an out-of-the-ring practice at World of Wheels show in Atlanta. Dangerously <laughs> wasn't hurt, although I bet his heart skipped several beats. The show was promoted by Jerry Blackwell, a former AWA champion. And Heyman was talking a mile a minute, and Brody exploded and threw him to the ground. There was no fight, as Brody just wanted to shake Heyman up and scare him. There was never any heat between them after this. This was according to Dave Meltzer. I just, you hear Paul Heyman tell all these stories about, you know, Jerry Lawler breaking his jaw, you know, suing WCW. You never hear this one come up. I think it could have happened? I heard Bridget Brody was a mild-mannered guy, but
0: you, I'm sure. You know how Paul Heyman is. Yeah. Especially Paul Heyman, you know, talking a mile a minute. He's probably just annoyed the shit out of Bruiser Brody.
1: Alright. Gotta, gotta try and go through this one without... Uh... We'll, we'll, oh, we'll skip no. ahead and we'll cover this one last. Okay. So, Spanky, who's Brian Kendrick, real reasoning for leaving the WWE was Bradshaw and his homoerotic hazing as the E was planning a big push for he and Paul London. Now... I didn't think Brian Kendrick left. I thought Paul London left. Because didn't Kendrick have a pretty long run with the company? Um, because he won the title in that six pack challenge, and he was managed by Ezekiel Jackson and Paul. Okay.
0: Paul London was only there for two years. Yeah, uh, at first in two thousand two, two thousand four, he returned in oh five. Okay. Until '09, so I don't know when the story would have taken place. Uh, When did Paul London join?
1: uh... I'm just it. It just intrigues me because it says. Yeah, I I don't necessarily think this one's true, because it talks about when they were about to get a push. I mean, they did get a push. They like ran the SmackDown Tag Division for a long time.
0: Yeah, they were like my favorite tag team. A kid.
1: Yeah, I know that JBL bullied people, but I don't think these guys lost out because of it. Plus, with some of the stuff I've seen Brian Kendrick say lately, I wouldn't doubt he might like it.
0: Uh, but. You didn't, didn't Kendrick say, uh.
1: They, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Am I not allowed to say it? I mean, you can, but. Just, uh.
0: He's a bad boy. Oh, he, he thought the Sandy Hook shooting was fake. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, you ready for my last one? <laughs> I,
1: I I, saw it. I don't know if I'm ready for it. TNA uh, pitched to Macho Man Randy Savage the idea of a worked shoot angle slash feud with Lex Luger on the basis that he killed Elizabeth. Okay. Alright
0: <laughs> do, do I put it past them? No I, I think that's uh, very well, Especially well sort of
1: the early days Of TNA When they were trying to get Any sort of buzz Yeah I, I could see them Being like Come on Randy And I mean That's just so heartless Cause I mean Even hear from his brother Lanny Papo How at the end Randy was still like In love with Elizabeth So I don't know I feel like Luger would have definitely done it for money.
0: Yeah, he... Oh, sure. Uh, Fuck.
1: Yeah, those are... I I don't know.
0: I think Lanny Poffo would still
1: do it. uh, Lanny Poffo, supposedly, can suck his own dick. Supposedly. He has a TV mounted on the wall. Yeah.
0: (laughs) On, on the wall, on the ceiling. Everybody has a TV on the wall. Yeah, his TV's on the ceiling, and he can suck his own dick.
1: Yeah. What I mean, those... There, there's plenty more of these on this list, but that is just... That's the ones that stuck out to me. Either because I knew a little bit about them, or... I mean, like, the Macho Man Elizabeth thing, or the Bruce Brody Brody's Legs in a Casket thing. A little messed up, but, uh... It is pro wrestling. That is, uh...
0: I'm sure, hopefully, we can do another one of these episodes here in a couple of years with some more uh, recent conspiracy theories. I, love
1: yeah, I I mean, I know one, uh, it's kind of been swept under the rug, but remember when everyone thought Triple H and Sasha Banks were an item?
0: No, I don't remember that. Yeah. He may have told me about that, actually. That sounds kind of familiar. Hmm. Well, I, uh, we're running kind of long here, uh, so I think it's time to to wrap it up. This was very, uh, <laughs> interesting. <episode>. It's eye-opening. <laughs> That's a word. That's what we used to describe
1: it. Uh, and I mean, if you made it to the end of this, make sure you follow us, so that way you can be entered to win that Becky Lynch Funko.
0: Yes, make sure, uh, uh Tune in to our social media feeds uh, for the link, uh, or if you want to go to nope. it directly.
1: No is here. We can't enter it ourselves, so one of you will be the winner.
0: Ah, I might just make some Smurf accounts uh, and. <laughs> uh, the URL, the URL, will be uh, giveaways.joinsurf.com slash pwproverb slash Becky Lynch Funko. Uh, and if this one goes well, I have a whole stack behind me that we can give away. And then, uh, we can even give away Logan's Cat Taco if we, (laughs) get enough. uh, he's a cute cat, um, but Logan is willing to do anything for the show. So thank you, Logan. Uh, (coughs) so if we get a hundred entries, Logan's Cat Taco will be the next, uh, giveaway prize.